0: Rico, this is Bill Compton once again. Since we have spoken before, I deemed it necessary to call in regarding your upcoming vampire show. For the record, Buffy has never shown her pretty little face down here. The Salvators in Mystic Falls don't hold a candle to us, however I do admire their jewelry. Edward and his family, well they can just stay in Washington. Well, I truly look forward to your show about vampires and your conclusions on the subject. Good day.
1: Well, thanks, Mr. Compton, for uh, putting out that uh, nice intro for me to use on in Sci-Fi. That's our buddy Rob again. Uh, anyway, oh, actually, it's Bill Compton, right? <laughs> this is Rico. Today is December the 12th. Gosh, it's, De- it's, it's like less than two weeks to Christmas, right? Yeah, two weeks to Christmas was yesterday, and this is podcast three hundred and nine for Treks in Sci-Fi. Today we're gonna cover a subject that I think is kind of fun. I think some people maybe uh, they might be a little sick of it because it's it's become very popular in the last few years. But the subject is gonna be vampires. I'm gonna talk about mostly vampires in entertainment, things like movies and TV, a lot of TV stuff, uh, a little bit movies and kind of go through, you know, where it started from and came from, a little history and and things like that on um, the whole genre of vampires in, um, I I guess, entertainment, you could call it, but they're kind of based in legends and things like that that have come down throughout the years. That is today, or going to be today's main subject. Got a a ton to cover. I wrote down some notes, made some clips before I started the show, and uh, it is just a way Way too big of a subject. I, I should have just said vampire TV shows or vampire movies or vampire books or or, or whatever. But I, I'm kind of going to talk about the whole thing to a degree. But we'll, we'll get to that more later on. Uh, what else? Got a few uh, listener uh, comments to play in, uh, related to that and Harry Potter uh, that I've been saving and a music uh, segment by Vartok. So we've got a lot of things to cover. So I'm just going to shut up, play some opening music. The, what you're going to hear now is the opening credit song to uh, what I think is a fantastic TV show. One of my favorites uh, is True Blood, the uh, vampire series on HBO. Uh, just finished not too long ago, the third season of that uh, series. So check it out. Here's the song. Uh, it has a very down south kind of uh, feel to it. And I think it fits the show real well since that's where it's set in Bontemps, Louisiana. So here we go with True Blood mm-hmm.
2: When you came in, the air went out And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are But before the night is through I want to do bad things with you To sit up in his room, heart sick and eyes filled up with blue. I don't know what you've done to me, but I know this much is true. I wanna do bad things.
1: Okay. I hope everybody enjoyed that opening uh, credit music. I think it's great. Uh, I think there's a full-type version of that song, too, that you can find with some searching online. Uh, and as my younger son always says, which is completely true, if you can't find it online, you're not looking hard enough. So I hope everyone's doing well. I uh, And I, sometimes I feel, again, that I say this a few times. I don't know what it is, but the weather here has gotten really nasty in the last day or so. We've got... Uh, temperatures really dropped i went out and did some christmas shopping yesterday morning it wasn't too bad it was a little above freezing for those overseas uh in the uk for you guys that use the you know celsius and that uh i mean when i say above freezing like 33 34 fahrenheit or zero you know plus one or two for people listening also in canada where you guys use the metric system uh Uh, Yeah, the United States is just, uh, you know, we just can't do it here, I guess. (laughs) I use a lot of metric in in work. You know, I weigh a lot of things in, you know, pretty much every day I'm weighing things in grams, not pounds or ounces. Uh, So it's it's just another system. And why am I talking about the metric system? There's always some little weird subject I start the podcast with just to get rolling and then we get into other things, but I wanted to say the weather's getting a little nasty. I did not sleep real well. We had a lot of wind here last night, and I know a lot of the country is experiencing this kind of winter blast now. The temperatures have really fallen. We're uh, we're probably 20, 30 degrees less than yesterday. We've got a lot of kind of snow and ice out there, and uh, I'm just happy to be inside and podcasting. I just hope nothing happens to the electricity. It kind of blinked, not really completely off, just kind of dimmed once this morning. Kind of scared me. I, you know, when any time in this part of the country where we get sort of that mix of of rain turning to ice to snow, you always have the potential of having a lot of down power lines and and issues with electricity because when that freezes it gets caught on the lines and it makes them very heavy and that causes them to pull down and collapse and all that but Rockford seems to be pretty good on power knock on wood um, they don't have a lot of problems here there's actually a nuclear power plant not too far away that I think supplies them and I I don't know if that's part of the reason but you know still they got to get the power to here and that involves wires and, and all that stuff which still can be damaged by weather so that is your weather slash electrical report from the Midwest for right now. So keep your fingers crossed for me. Uh, we've got uh, a lot to cover. I really am not going to cover very much other topics I, I kind of scan the Trek headlines. Nothing much going on there. You can always check the main site, uh, treksandsci fi.com. I try to post uh, big stories there. Also, trekmovie.com is a great source for updated uh, Star Trek news and information. We're getting in that time of the year. You know, it's uh, it, we're getting towards the holidays. So things have sort of quieted down in a lot of fronts i'm sure once january shows up uh we'll have some cool things to talk about and they got to get that script done get going on uh, the next star trek movie there was the new thor trailer that premiered just friday uh online and uh, i know my older son even called me about it he's really excited about it and uh He's uh he's kind of following in my footsteps in the kind of movies and things that he likes, it seems uh, almost more than my younger son who seemed to enjoy it uh, more of my stuff earlier. I don't know, whatever, but uh, he's excited by it. I thought it looked pretty good. Uh, it's It's difficult to say at this point. of course, um, Hemsworth, I think his name is first name is is it Chris? Chris Hemsworth is playing Thor. He's relatively unknown, but to us uh, Trek people, he played George Kirk, uh, Kirk's father, James Kirk's father in the J.J. Abrams uh, movie, uh, Star Trek, from, uh, you know, what, a year and a half ago now? So, uh, so you'll know him from that, but he's definitely bulked up to play Thor, so uh, that looks good. Uh, we've had uh, quite a bit of trailer stuff coming out in the last couple of weeks, and we had the Green Lantern trailer. Uh, uh, there's a couple of other things floating around, but, uh, you know, lots of cool stuff. Next summer, we're definitely going to have a lot of superhero things to see. We're going to see Thor... Captain America, Green Lantern, uh, I think that's the main ones uh, from comics, and then of course the summer after that we're going to get Joss Whedon's Avengers movie with all of, uh, you know, Iron Man and Hulk and Thor and Black Widow and Hawkeye and everything in that, so lots of things going on there, so... Um, I think that's all the the other side stories I wanted to cover. Like I said, I really want to get into the main subject here soon, but before that, we're going to cover a little bit about Harry Potter. We've got a couple of uh, comments on that. This one first is from Mike in London. He saw the recent, uh, or the fairly recent uh, Harry Potter film, the the Deathly Hallows part one, and he has some comments to pass on to us. So listen to this.
3: Hey Rico, Mike from London. Um, it's 6pm, Saturday evening, and it's about four hours since I came out of the uh, latest Harry Potter film with my daughter. And I, I thought I'd share just just a couple of, of thoughts on that. Not often that I've sent stuff in, not to do with the main theme of the day, but happens occasionally. Uh, first thing to say is it staggers me at the sheer number of British actors who will take even the smallest role in these films. There's probably not very many of them, certainly not sort of film actors and so on, not very many of them left, I think, he won't have been in at least one of these films by, by the time they get to the end. Uh, it's going to be a who's who of, of British acting in the last decade, I think, uh, the way some of these go through. Uh, you look at something like John Hurt comes back as Ollivander, and clearly they, they had to use him because he was in the first film, but He's in shot for probably all of three minutes. You've got somebody that calibre doing a role that small. It's really surprising, but then it does lend itself to, to the, you know, add to the quality of the film. Uh, and include the main cast. Um, you know, to a degree, we've watched them grow as actors from complete novices 10 years ago through to where they are now. And testimony to them, really, uh, the characters come across just as, as good now as, as they do if you go back to The Philosopher's Stone, watch the, the first one of these and um, they were children then they they're most certainly not now but this film is certainly fits in well with the certainly the, the later ones i mean the earlier two seem to be slightly different in in style and presentation but they settled down into a format as they went along and this one fits well into that in uh, the final comment is is just really how pleased i am that they've extended the book out to fill two films. I mean, there's a a bit of cynicism around that as to how much money they're going to make out of it. And I agree they're going to make more money. But I'm always a a book is better than film person. And I think Lord of the Rings was was the first one where I I was satisfied with the presentation of the film. You know, it's different from the book, but it is good. I mean, maybe it's, it's quality of CGI we've got these days. Maybe it's something else, I don't know. But again, Deathly Hallows is one where... I'm very pleased with what I've just seen I haven't gone back and read the book again it's something I meant to do it's certainly something I have to do now so possibly get a more qualitative analysis once I've done that but certainly at the moment I would say two films are the way to go and to a degree left me yearning for a time machine to go back and and perhaps push them down that route for some of the earlier films which they obviously didn't take. Anyway, when I sort of think about it a bit more, my mind tends to wander around these things for days, and I say it's only four hours since I've come out of the cinema, but very, very pleased with what I saw and really looking forward to the next one in July.
1: Well, thanks very much, Mike, for your comments about the Harry Potter film. I wasn't sure that you guys got it already over there. I wasn't sure if it had come out in the UK, but obviously it has, and it sounds like you really liked it. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I talked about it maybe on my roadcast the most Uh, And like I've said on the forums as well, and and I'll say again here real quickly that, uh, yeah, this movie, I think, since it's such a big book, really, really uh, has a different pace and and has a a much, um, much better overall, I think, a a way of capturing the book than the other ones have been able to do It, it, it. it's really good and yeah of course they're gonna make more money on two films but I don't think that it was unjustified this is a big book it's, it's it's a long book there's a lot to do it's the last book and a lot to cover so it it's well deserving of two films in my opinion and they did a great job with the first part so glad you liked it and next up we've got a comment from uh, this is from Kenny and this is on a I think it's on a yeah it's on a Harry Potter type collectible a book I believe so take it away Kenny
4: Hey Rico, this is Kenny from California, and I thought I would send in a collectible review. Well, it's kind of like a collectible review. It's actually a book. Uh, It came out at the end of last month in November, and it's called Harry Potter Film Wizardry. And it's just a really good compilation kind of overview of all the movies that they've done for the Harry Potter series. And it's very well crafted. It's really cool. It's just... It's hard to explain, you know, without showing it to you guys, but it's just a really, really cool book. Uh, It's fairly large, and it goes through, there's uh, sections on each character, on all the main characters, there's, uh, you know, sections on potions, there's sections on the Ministry of Magic, there's sections on Chamber of Secrets, you know, all of the big, huge key points during all of the movies, they talk about it in this book. And it's actually from the creators of the movie. So you get like, you know, behind the scenes info from David Hyman, um, or, you know, the directors or the actors themselves. Uh, It's just, and it's so, so well made. It's very cool looking inside. There's tons and tons of pictures, like behind the scenes, never before seen pictures. Um, There's stuff that that was made just for this book. You know, there's a whole diagram of Diagon Alley. It's just, it's, it's pretty incredible. The one really, really cool thing that I didn't know about when I purchased this book, I was just buying it because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I knew it talked about the movies, and I do enjoy the movies. But the one awesome thing about this book is that there's inserts, like, you know, attached to pages. They could come out, but they're attached to pages. There's, like, I'm flipping through it now, uh, there's actually a Hogwarts envelope, a real one. One that, I don't know if it was used in the movie, but it's a reproduction of it. But it says, Mr. H. Potter, The Cupboard Underneath the Stairs, Number 4, Privet Drive, a Little Whinging Surrey. And it's an actual, it has a Hogwarts seal, and it's sealed. It's pretty awesome. And that's attached to one of the pages. They also have, they have a whole section here talking about one of... The probably the, everyone's favorite family, the Weasleys, and it goes through each character and gives a little bit of each information. Talks about Rubius Hagrid, the Great Hall, and you know, along with these stories, there's all these great uh, interviews and there's great pictures, and uh, it's just pretty awesome. They have an uh, advanced potion making kit built into it, so it's a bunch of stickers. It looks like that you can put on bottles to make them look like potion bottles. There are just so many cool things in here. They have uh, some it looks like candy. Yeah, they're they're kind of like cutouts that you can take and make into honeydew boxes, which look like they would hold candy. Black Pepper Imps is one of the boxes. Just really really cool stuff here. Uh, they have a 422 Quidditch World Cup program, so that's built into this, and you can it's a little pamphlet that you can go through, and uh, ugh, it's just it's it's pretty incredible the the amount of detail they put into this uh, book. There's actually a proclamation educational decree number twenty nine, an actual poster that's in the book. Yeah, you know, it's not huge; it's probably like eight inches, but it's really cool. And let's see what other cool things they have. Oh, the one of the most awesome things that I found in here they have an actual Marauders map. I haven't unsealed it yet, but it's sealed in this nice little plastic uh, container thing. And you can take it out, and it folds out like the, the original one in the movie. So I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, and then you have a, a Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. There's a product catalog in here with a whole bunch of different products that they sell at their store. Um, like I said, they just they went so overboard on this. It's just fantastic stuff that you've ne- you know stuff that you'll never see in the movie, but it was made for the movies, and it's just so so incredible. I mean, they go through... And it even, you know, because I complained a little bit. Because I'm like, wow, you know, we're not even going to... They're going to have to make another one of these when the seventh movie comes out. Because this came out right before the seventh movie, part one, came out. But no, they actually have the seventh movie information in here, too. It's just incredible. And then there's a, a Ministry of Magic identification card. Looks like a passport. That's pretty awesome. With some uh, Ministry of Mag- Magic stamps in it. That's attached to the book. It's just a—it's an overall... Incredible, incredible book, and if you're definitely a Harry Potter fan, this is a must for any Harry Potter fan, especially if you're a fan of the movies, but just all the extra little goodies that you get that are that are attached in this book, which I had no idea when I purchased it, um, and it's not even that expensive. I think I got it for Amazon for like less than $25, which is incredible for something like this, because I think it retails for $40, so... That's a pretty good deal. Definitely check it out. It's called Harry Potter Film Wizardry from the creative team behind the celebrated movie series. And it's it's a pretty incredible book. Go check it out. If you love it, buy it because uh, it's well worth it. I'm so happy I did. And I've only read bits and pieces. Of it. I haven't even had time to sit down and read the whole thing. But I can't wait because uh, I know I'll enjoy it. So uh, that is going to do it for my review of uh, my new Harry Potter collectible. Take care, Rico.
1: Well, thank you again, Kenny, for uh, sending in that comment about that collectible uh, Harry Potter uh, book, uh, Film Wizardry. I just looked that up while you were talking uh, on Amazon. It's uh, It looks fantastic. Like you said, I'm amazed. It's a hardcover book, and it's got all those extra little goodies in it, like the Marauder's Map and everything like that. And it is, like you said, well, right now they're listing it on Amazon for $26.39, uh, list price $40. It is, unfortunately, uh, I'm sure they'll get more in soon, but they're listing it as temporarily out of stock. So obviously, well, between the holidays and the new Harry Potter film uh, that came out, I'm sure it's really popular, but that's a little unusual. I'm a little surprised, but it's getting amazing reviews here, too, like five stars. Everyone just thinks it's a great book. So I'm going to have to pick that up sometime, too. So uh, thanks so much for your comments and review of that. Uh, Always great to hear. You know, everyone, you know, feel free to send in comments outside of the main topic, and I'll... I'll get them in when I can. Last week's podcast ran pretty long, so I saved those two, uh, one from Mike about Harry Potter and the one from Kenny for this week. So please, any you know, anytime you want to review something, TV show, movie, book, uh, collectible, uh, send them in to treksf at gmail.com. I'm going to take a, a brief break, and then we're going to start talking about Vampires. Yes, Vampires.
2: Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand-new CD out to watch the stars with, It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero.
0: Launch, commence, liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour.
2: this 13-track CD or download it at TakeHimWithYou.com slash Stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the
1: stars with. Get your copy today. Okay, vampires, uh, where to begin? Uh, again, the uh, a few kind of early statements here. First is this is going to be a, a pretty quick run-through of some things that are... Uh, uh, a select group of vampire-related uh, entertainment for the most part, but I'm going to give you a little background information first, too, uh, before we get into it. But keep in mind, there there is a ton of stuff out there that I will not be covering. I, I'm sorry if, if there's a particular TV show or a movie that I might miss that uh, people want to hear about, or, or you know, wished I had covered. But this is going to become a, a kind of a smattering. It's mostly obviously things that I am most familiar with. So that's kind of influences every week uh, the the show. And I and I just you know wanted to get that out of the way. So um, here we go. Uh, I, I guess to give you some background, I've I've always enjoyed vampire type tales. I, I guess in the last ten to fifteen, maybe twenty years, especially when the Buffy TV show came around it's been more enjoyable than than ever for me and i know a lot of people have been feeling with the twilight movies and and other things of recent years that it's it's kind of gone just too much there's too many of these things but I think that you have to just kind of give it a shot, and that's the way I always look at it, and if you like it, fine, but like I've always said on the podcast, you know, if you've, if you've watched one of maybe the Twilight movies and you go, ah, oh, that's just for 14-year-old girls, and <laughs> I don't really like it, or int- I'm not, you know, it didn't interest me, or, or there's it didn't do anything for me, well, then that's great. That's fine, but to just dismiss things out of hand, I think, is a little short-sighted, and I, I know that there a lot of people uh, that listen to this podcast, you know, are, have pretty big imaginations and are willing to try new things. So that's that's one of the reasons I do these special shows on different subjects to try and get people interested, maybe, in something that they're not. Um, give you some background. And um, this is uh, things from Wikipedia. You know, most people that are listening to the show know all the mythological and folklore behind vampires it, it, it's been around a, a very long time you know back you know dates back to easily t- to around the 1700s uh, the Oxford English Dictionary dates the first appearance of the word vampire in English for, in uh, the year 1734 in a travel log titled travels of three English gentlemen uh, it has been shown up in other languages for a long time too it's it's just Something that I think everyone of, of the modern age, if you if you say, you know, do you do you know what a vampire is or do you know about vampires? It's oh yeah, they're the creatures of the night, the the you know the undead. They suck your blood and 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 they look like uh, Robert Patterson now, <laughs> isn't that what vampires are? So uh, now not exactly. You know they started off with especially in entertainment, uh, very horrific. Is that a word? Horrific. I think I don't know, but. Nasty. I, I, I mean, the early early films of vampires. I mean, they had their charm sometimes, but it, you know, in, in in books and some of the early films, they were not all that attractive. Like Robert Patterson. I guess he's or Patterson. Patterson is how you say, it, right? Not Patterson. But you know, these were these were nasty, you know, evil guys who who just wanted to, you know, in order to live, had to suck blood. Uh, you know the the movie or the movie, the, excuse me, the book Bram Stoker uh, is 1897 novel Dracula is is probably the you know the quintessential vampire novel, and it is well worth reading if you've not read it. Uh, a lot of the early legends of, of, of Dracula and, and other myths can be you know are in that book. You know the typical things they're they're undead. They've they've been killed in some way. And, and they they've come back to life, but in order to stay alive, they have to drink human blood of some type. And there are other related things, you know, Drac or excuse me, not Dracula. Uh, vampires in general are supposed to be stronger than humans. They have uh, in heightened senses, you know, vision, smell, speed, all kinds of things like that. Sometimes, depending on the story or the entertainment, they uh, they're hurt by sunlight. For the most part. Most of the entertainment in the in TV and movies have, have kept that. Uh, Twilight's one of the exceptions where they can walk around in the sun. They just kind of sparkle. but they. Uh, so there are differences. Sometimes they're able to change into another form, like a bat or a wolf, although that's not very common. That just shows up occasionally in things. Most modern vampire movies and TV shows have kind of done, done away with the changing into a mist or a bat thing. They, they don't really do that. But they generally have kept the the ability to kind of mesmerize and and hypnotize their victims to a degree. That's kind of for the most part there in a lot of the stories. And they, uh, you know, they're they're always, you know, they have their own agenda. They can live, you know, basically forever once they've been changed into a vampire. But they have to, of course, they have this this dreaded, you know, nasty need to feed on humans some vampires have tried to fight that urge and and remain more on the good side of things will will drink animal blood or or other synthetic forms of blood in order to maintain their life but not prey on humans uh, that has uh, also been a fairly more modern take on it uh... but like i said the early movies were a little bit nastier i'm gonna play a little uh... this is probably one of the first movie versions nosferatu uh... from nineteen twenty two this was a silent vampire film. If you're, uh, you know, somebody who enjoys movies it sees a lot of movies, if you've not seen this, I believe the whole movie is actually up on YouTube, and it's, it's well worth watching. But I'm going to play a little music. Again, it's a silent movie, so you only get uh, the visuals and, and music during the film and some subtitles, you know, for what they're, what they're saying. But uh, anyway, here is some music from Nosferatu. It's a good uh, good movie to see. Uh, the vampire in that movie is, is very nasty looking. He's got these long pointed ears and, and, a, and a kind of a strange face and a long nose and long fingers and fingernails. He is certainly not uh, the Twilight-ish type uh, vampires, the pretty vampires we'll call them. Um, by the way, when we get to Twilight, I, I, I do enjoy those movies, so I'm not really making fun of it. I, I, I'm just using it as a as a comparison to uh, to this first one of the first versions of a of, of vampire on screen. Uh, next up that I wanted to do, we gotta we're gonna move pretty quickly through all this uh, subject matter. But I wanted to uh, play next. This is a, probably one of the early, you know, actors that is probably the most well known in playing the role, Bella Lugosi, uh, in the 1931 uh, Universal movie, uh, Universal Pictures movie, Dracula. And here is, a, I think this is the trailer that I recorded for the movie.
2: I am. Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats, 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 thousands, millions of them.
5: But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat, and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse
2: than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell he, me. He came to me. He opened a bang in his arm, and he made me drink. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a great film to see as well. Uh, The original, uh, you know, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, are 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 great Universal Pictures movies from that time frame. Always good. Uh, This version with Bella in the role, it was kind of the old fashioned I would call vampire tale. Uh, He would you know mesmerize women and drink their blood and. And he could change into a bat in this, and, and even into a wolf, I believe, too, if I remember right. So uh, it's uh, it, it's still uh, a fun movie to watch. Uh, and and Bell Lagos he's just great as Dracula. Uh, well worth watching that one. Now, going to move towards more towards the you know modern times to a degree. Um, the next one that I wanted to slip in here was the uh, Franklin Langella. Franklin Langella, you know, in his early days was kind of a you know, a lady killer kind of a guy, very handsome, very tall, dark and handsome kind of a guy. And in 1979, he did uh, a version of Dracula, which uh, I, I still remember, I think I saw this even at the movie theaters. Uh, and it is, uh, it's a good movie. I think, and you'll see some people in this movie, you know, in their younger days, and it's fun to watch just for that. So uh, anyway, here is, I think, the trailer. Again, most of the stuff I'm going to be playing are trailers and and music and things like that from these things, Uh, but this is Frank Langella as Dracula.
2: He has walked through centuries, untouched by time. He has seen empires rise... And fall. He possesses the wisdom of the ages. Throughout eternity, no man has ever provoked such terrible fear and such haunting desire. Dracula, starring Frank Langella with Lawrence Olivier.
6: I am the last of my kind. Descended from a conquering race. But I must warn you to take good care. If at any time my company does not please you, you will have only yourself to blame. Oh God! God's my false! <laughs>
2: The greatest lover who ever lived died and lived again.
6: Dracula.
1: So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he was good in that. It's a good movie to see. Uh, I think a, a fun movie, lots of uh, neat stuff in that one, and uh, from 1979, Dracula. The other thing uh, about vampires, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, some of the typical powers and abilities that they have. Uh, there are also different things that they're affected by. You know, I mentioned, I think, sunlight. For the most part, most of them have trouble trouble with sunlight, Will start to uh, basically burn up uh, by the rays of the sun. You know they're undead. They they're the the, the, the living uh, or sort of the living undead, and they they can't walk. You know in the sunlight again. It's supposed to be kind of their curse to a degree. And you know some other things that they're typically affected by uh, things like uh, you know possibly keep them away garlic c- crucifixes holy water that all that kind of stuff it, it affects them in different ways uh, some some you know TV shows movies books sometimes those things affect them sometimes they don't uh, it, it, it's all it all varies a little bit from from you know. From each particular version of it for the most part i'd say that they're they're affected they have some weaknesses you know it's it's just like uh any type of uh storytelling you know you can't have this all-powerful uh you know bad guy or even if he is a good guy he needs his kryptonite you need something that you can take him down with and usually a stake to the heart will will kill them that's usually the only way to do it or chopping off their head uh, I just realized as I was talking about all this, we're a couple weeks away from Christmas and I'm here, I'm doing a, you know, more of like a horror-ish, you uh, know, in in partly, uh, but uh, also I think it, it's, it's just you know, a little different for, uh, for the holidays, right? <laughs> Vampires. Anyway, next, uh, I think I'm going to skip over playing the trailer for this one. Uh, there was uh, another popular uh, series, or not series, maybe it was a f- couple of books perhaps, I'm not sure. Anne Rice was uh, did a book called Interview with a Vampire in 19, I believe, 1976 is what I have written down here when it came out. They did a movie version of this with Tom Cruise, uh, who else was in that, Brad Pitt, uh, Anthony Hopkins, it was Anthony Hopkins? No, he wasn't in that, I'm thinking of a different movie, I'm sorry. Uh but uh Keanu Reeves, I think, was in this one. No, no. Again, I'm 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 moving on to the Bram Stoker's nineteen ninety two Dracula. Anyway, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise as Lestat uh in Interview with a vampire, Christian Slater is the reporter guy. That's a pretty good movie. It, I it, it's it's a little hit or miss for me. It's not that my favorite of, of these things, but I but I like it uh, well enough. Uh but uh that's worth seeing still. All these things, I think, are fun to watch for the most part, uh, and that's another one I just wanted to mention. I'm just going to skip over the trailer for that. Uh, But that takes us to another one that I think is also good, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. That movie, that was the one where Gary Oldman, I believe, is playing Dracula, and Anthony Hopkins is in that one, Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves. Uh, That is a good movie, too. I think there are some very classic vampire moments in that movie, If you want to check that out sometime, uh, that is also worth seeing. Uh, And that one, you know, I think uh, I am going to play the trailer for that one. So here is Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, the movie trailer.
2: Here occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah, Dracul.
3: There is a
6: sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible.
2: I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. Vampires do exist This one we fight This one we face He can take on many forms He is both young and old He can appear as mist As vapor As the fog And he can vanish at will Oh my love The power of his evil desire has no end.
6: You've got to go to him
2: and you've got to love
6: him.
1: She is a willing recruit
2: a devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Turtle! Join me in eternal life. Your salvation is destruction. I
6: want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this death.
2: mistake. He must be stopped.
1: Okay, hope you enjoyed that trailer from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Now we're going to sort of switch gears. I'm going to start talking a little bit more about uh, television series related to vampires. And we still got a a few movies to do, but uh, most of the rest will be TV shows uh, since we've had quite a few in the last 10 to 15 years uh, related to vampires. But I'm going to take a a break here and play for you. Vartok sent in a music segment related to uh, vampires, uh, where he covers, I think, a few different pieces of music from various vampire uh, pieces of entertainment so I'm going to play that. I'm going to go get some more green tea, and I'll be right back after Vartok's musical entry for the Vampire uh, Podcast.
3: Every
4: single night, the same arrangement. I go out and fight the fight. Still, I always feel the strangest estrangement. Nothing here is real. Nothing here is right. I've been making shows of trading blows, just hoping no one knows that I've been going through the motions Walking
6: through the part.
5: nothing seems to penetrate my Hello, everyone. This is Vartok again, with another Music and Sci-Fi segment. For today's segment, I'm going to talk about some vampire music. I only have five minutes, according to Master Rico. Therefore, I will give you four different styles of vampire-related songs in five minutes. You will forgive me for my accent, won't you? You've been listening to perhaps one of the most recognizable vampiric songs from the ever popular Buffy the Vampire episode, Once More with Feeling, which aired in 2002 and became one of the most popular Buffy episodes. This Josh Whedon creation ran six years on the WB from 1997 through 2003. The Buffy series featured between 14 to 30 minutes of music in each episode, with most episodes featuring indie rock music. And once more, all of the cast members sang their own parts, and it was Josh's first attempt at writing music. And he used different styles from 1950s theme music to rock opera. In this song, you hear Buffy, played by Sarah Geller, singing about how her life has lost meaning. While she's walking in a graveyard. And now for something totally different. See how fast you can remember where this song comes from.
6: I am a vampire, 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 I vampire, I am a vampire, I have lost my thanks. I am a vampire, I am a vampire.
5: If you guessed that this song vampire is from the two thousand and seven comedy drama film Juno which won the 2008 Academy Award for Best Screenplay, you'd be right. Written by Diablo Cody, and with Ellen Page and Michael Serra in the lead roles, it's a story about 16-year-old Juno McGuff, who discovers she's pregnant from her goofy high school friend and longtime admirer. Juno devises a plan to find adoptive parents, but finds out they have some growing up to do of their own. The song Vampire by Ancy Pans is the opening track to the movie. The lyrics include I am a vampire and I'm looking in the city but the pretty girls don't look at me don't look at me. Okay now it's a stretch for a vampire movie but the title of the song is Vampire after all. Now vampire movies have been around since the silent film days going back to 1913 and I'm sure Rico is telling you all about them in his oration Listen to this soundtrack from the original 1913 silent film, The Vampire. Ha, got you there. However, what has been interesting is how the genre has varied. While the majority of vampire movies have been depicted as scary horror films, there have been vampire comedies by Mel Brooks, vampire action movies, vampire animated cartoon series, and more. And, as a result, the music has not always been just of the soundtrack variety, as I've already shown you. In fact, moving in yet another direction, here is a jazzy version by Sting called Moon Over Bourbon Street. You know, there just aren't too many jazz vampire songs out there.
2: There's a moon over Bourbon Street tonight I see faces as they pass beneath the
6: pale lamplight I've no choice but
2: to follow that call
5: In this song from the album The Dream of the Blue Turtles, Sting sings, It was many years ago that I became what I am. I was trapped in this life like an innocent lamb. Now I can never show my face at noon, and you'll only see me walking by the light of the moon. Who can't like any music by sting? This beautiful song composed by Carter Burwell for the 2008 film Twilight is the leitmotif or recurring theme for Isabella Swan, a teenage girl who moves to Forks, Washington and falls in love with a 104-year-old vampire named Edward Cullen, who drinks animal blood rather than human. This vampire movie was the first in a series of films, also including New Moon in 2009, Eclipse, in 2010 and the upcoming Breaking Dawn in 2011. These pale-face fantasy romance movies have been hugely popular especially with the younger set. Well that's it for this music in sci-fi segment. And now back to you Rico.
1: Well, thanks very much, Vartok, for that musical segment. Lots of great stuff there. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Buffy musical episode. I know our friends uh, Jen and Angela just did a recent uh, podcast over at the Anomaly podcast all about that, and uh, it's, it's great, which uh, appropriately brings me to uh, uh, talking about uh, the Buffy TV series next, uh, but I did want to mention one thing uh, in the movie area that I was wanting to cover Uh, since Leslie Nielsen passed away recently, uh, there's a Mel Brooks, uh, Dracula spoof movie that he did back in 1995 called Dracula Dead and Loving It, which is a lot of fun. You might want to watch that, uh, in in tribute to Leslie. And, you know, he's so great in those movies, uh, that he worked on the police, uh, police squad movies and and just fantastic actor, so much fun. and, And it's sorry that he's gone now, but, um, Anyway, let's move on to TV. Uh, Buffy, uh, this TV show, I've done uh, a podcast on Buffy and the sort of uh, spin-off series Angel before, so we won't be covering a lot on those. But since they're big favorites of mine, I wanted to cover a little bit. Uh, just the Buffy uh, TV series uh, was uh, started uh, on March uh, in 1997, lasted till May of 2003, Of course, the writer, director, producer behind the whole project for the most part was Joss Whedon. Uh, He did, you know, was kind of the the mastermind of this whole show. It ran for seven seasons, 144 episodes total, and to me, this this is sort of the you know start of the modern kind of vampire entertainment form to a degree and it is just fantastic uh, if uh this stuff interests you at all and you've never seen buffy uh, i'm not sure i'll look at one of my breaks when i'm playing a clip to see i, I i'm guessing you i know you can buy it of course all on dvd now but I, I think you can probably watch a lot of it streaming on netflix and netflix of course is so great for that uh, i've been watching some things streaming more lately here in rockford uh, so Check that out. Uh, but uh, I've got, I believe, I think an, uh, one of um, the opening credit segments. This is to one of the later seasons of Buffy. So here is the credit uh, sequence. I think this is the last season, season seven uh, credit sequence music for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <music> Yeah, this is a great show. Just just had fantastic writing, acting, and, and and it isn't just, you know, some kind of teen drama. You know, there there's there's stuff that they have to deal with uh, of an otherworldly nature, not just vampires, but all kinds of things throughout the series. And and it is just done so well with Joss's uh, amazing writing. You know, they've, they've done so many cool episodes of that series that it just makes me want to sit down and watch the whole thing again instead of, you know, one a week for, for seven years or whatever. But uh, definitely uh, should be high on your list if you've not seen Buffy. Uh, check it out. New on DVD a bigger, badder brand of Buffy. I'm
3: Buffy. The Vampire Slayer in New
2: York. Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3.
3: You're uh, Buffy, right? Oh, I'm Faith.
2: The whole third season.
3: We're Slayer's girlfriend, The Chosen 2.
2: Plus a whole lot more.
3: Evil. Big. Biggest.
2: You'll meet the cast.
3: I finally staked a vampire.
2: Learn the lingo. Synchronize like
3: slang.
2: And go backstage. Is he evil? Evil. Featuring over an hour of bonus material, <laughs> including outtakes <laughs> and much more. It's six discs.
5: When did you die? You never told me to die.
2: 22 episodes. One incredible collection. Buffy. Ah! Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3. Now that was fun. Own it today, only on DVD.
1: It also, of course, had a spin spinoff a series with David Boreanaz as the, uh, the sort of vampire with a soul uh, called Angel. And I'm going to play that theme for you right now. Yeah, Angel uh, David David uh, character first appeared in the very first episode of, of Buffy that aired, and again later on moved off and did his own uh, TV series. And it was kind of they did the they had a little bit of overlapping time when they were both airing at the same uh, same time. Uh, Angel started in October of 1999, and it lasted until May of 2004, so a little longer than than Buffy in terms of it, you know. It lasting a year later, but it actually only lasted five seasons because, of course, it started later than Buffy. Angel was basically went off and created his own little detective agency, and being a, a vampire with a soul uh, was, was kind of useful. And a lot of other characters from Buffy uh, ended up showing up on Angel. Uh, uh, just uh, lots of uh, fun stuff. Uh, pretty Different kind of tone to the show, a little more serious, I'd say, than than Buffy. Although Buffy was plenty serious when the when it was on the air too. Uh, But uh, it's uh, it's a good show, a very very solid good show, and and well worth watching as well. Both of these are are great. And uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about as I was kind of gathering the clips about this um, podcast about vampires and and what we've seen on movies and TV, you know. Traditionally, in the early uh, days of vampire things, you would see usually the damsel or the woman in the story was was swooning over some vampire who would sort of mesmerize her and bite her neck and all that stuff and sometimes turn her into a vampire too, sometimes just kill her, whatever. And then, you know, Buffy really uh, turned things on its head. You know, they had this sort of frail, like, teenager... Uh, looking girl who was a cheerleader and and it's just like and, and she's out killing these tough vampires and I, and I like the fact that joss just kind of really spun things completely in a different direction you know you've had these usual vampires who again the girl is always kind of a little bit of the victim and he changed that up here one time I'd like to see though where we do a story and maybe there's something out there I know there is in literature I, I've read some other uh, series of books that are sort of uh uh, involve va- vampires and werewolves and stuff like that, but I'd like to see someday a female vampire, uh, sort of somewhat good, I guess, with with a male human that she sort of you know falls in love with her and is you know hooked up with or whatever you want to call it, you know the the Twilight stuff, the Buffy stuff, it, you know, generally the guys are the vampires for the most part, and and the girls are the humans whether they're strong like Buffy and can take them on or whatever uh we've just not seen that too much where you see like a a female vampire being being kind of the head lead kind of person or character and then you have the guys uh it sort of um you know follows her around kind of in love with her or something perhaps not at least in movies and tv it hasn't really been done that much oh you know what i i I just goofed up though on that (laughs) there's a series of movies that I just just popped into my head that I didn't have really on my list to cover that they, they do sort of do that. Although I guess you could argue that, that she gets involved not with a human, more like a werewolf guy, but it, the Underworld series, of course. She's a vampire, and she's also kind of this you know, struggles with that part of her personality, the underworld ones. Uh, and then she gets involved with a guy, but he turns in he's a werewolf. So that's, that's not, doesn't really qualify, I guess, but those are great movies too. I, I love the first film. The, the the next couple were not as good to me, you know, as the first, uh, I, I, the, the third one, I think the more recent one w- was the, was the better of the sequels. I think if I'm remembering them, I've only seen them maybe once, maybe twice on, on one of them, I think. But, uh, yeah, so, um, but anyway, I'd like to see more of a, more of sort of a, you know, vampire woman, like I don't know, detective or something or cop or whatever, and she hooks up with some human, uh, that's uh, a guy instead. Maybe you know, who knows? Hey, I want to slip a, a comment. I got a couple of comments to play related to vampires and things from our listeners. I, I've got one from a Rob. This is I, I figure I'm going to intersperse these throughout the show to make it a little more interesting. So this is Rob, who's been doing some of that voice work, the Bill Compton stuff and other things he's done. Thanks again for that, Rob. But here's his comments about vampires, and then I'll continue on with uh, a few other TV shows and a little bit into the movies more. Hello,
0: Rico. This is Bill Compton from Rouge, bon Louisiana. No, actually, this is Rob from Oregon. And I uh, just wanted to send in a little comment about the vampire show. I uh, was never really into vampires. All I ever knew about them was uh, Bella Lugosi and then the Lost Boys. But uh, my my daughter got into the Twilight books and got into Twilight, so I I went and saw them with her. And it wasn't really my idea of a good vampire story. It was, you know, too much teeny bopper love. But I, uh, as the movies went on. And especially this last one, Eclipse, I, I, I really loved Eclipse. I loved the battle scenes and that kind of stuff. But then our neighbor, she got us hooked on True Blood. Now, True Blood was a little more like I think of a vampire movie. I love their switchblade uh, fangs. Uh, I think they're really cool. Uh, it's a little more adult-themed, you know, so it's a little better um, for what I think of. But uh, some of the latest things about uh, Sookie, um, they're a little little out there for me, but uh, for the most part I really dig it. Um, But my daughter also got into the Vampire Diaries, and I've been watching that with her too. And uh, I must must say, I kind of enjoy it. A lot of teenage crap in that too, but it's still, it's enjoyable. Damon is very entertaining as a vampire, uh, I just I enjoy his character quite a bit. Um, we are so into the Twilight stuff at my house that one day we uh, did a little scouting and found locations to where they filmed Twilight uh, around my area, around the Portland uh, and Southern Washington area. And uh, we've seen the Cullen House, the school, Bella's House, uh, what was filmed as Port Angeles, uh, the spot where uh, Edward sparkled, the cafe, and even where the prom took place. And um, my daughter got pictures and video of all that stuff. But that's nothing new to us because we uh, had also, when we were in Astoria a while back, we found all the locations from the movie The Goonies and even Kindergarten Cop so that's kind of a fun thing that we do as as a family and stuff so anyway i'm anxious to hear this uh vampire story and uh see how you uh do the podcast and uh, hear your thoughts on all this and uh have a great day and uh look forward to it by the way the clone wars is getting too political i want lightsabers and clones and fighting okay see you later
1: well thanks very much rob again thanks so much for doing the voices and it was great to hear uh, from you in person or in, in your real voice and about uh, your take on, on all this vampire stuff and twilight and seeing where they do some of the these movies yeah i'm going to get to talking about twilight here shortly but uh, i i would love to be able to see some of that stuff it looks like beautiful country too i the uh, the sort of the northwest part of the United States, the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, and Washington, are, are, is one of the uh, limited areas of the country that I have not either gone through or seen very much of. I've been out east, down south, uh, out west, but uh, that is a part of the country that I need to visit sometime. Lynn, actually, my wife, uh, lived in Oregon for a few years uh, way back uh, I think she was maybe around, you know, growing up early pre-high school, I think, or so for a few years. They lived there, and they lived, they actually lived in this area, in the the Chicago area for a few years, too, before they ended up in Michigan. Uh, So, um, but just as a little side note, uh, let's move on with uh, some of this TV stuff related to vampires I was covering, and uh, it's just such a big subject, but I wanted to get in a, maybe let's see i got about 3 or 4 other shows i think three and then a movie we'll talk a little bit about the twilight movies next up is this one's not maybe as well known uh, i'm going to play uh, one of i think this is a trailer for the series uh, this is a show called uh, a series called blood ties which is just from i think it started in 2007 or so it only lasted I think a couple of seasons, uh, but it was pretty good. I I have not seen it all. I've watched about a half, about five or six episodes. I still want to watch the rest of them, so I'm not an expert on this, but basically it follows a police uh, woman, a police detective who becomes involved with a vampire and she learns about uh, what he can do pretty quickly and and also then they they kind of, you know, have a little bit of a romantic relationship. Like a lot of these modern day uh, vampire tales usually involve r- romance and uh, and you know to some level so anyway here is uh some of blood ties serve me you will live mondays
2: there's something here it's pain and cheer and hate marked by evil oh! and destined to fight against it <laughs> The vampire by her side. (gasps) Vicki Nelson solves the cases.
6: Define all hell breaks loose.
2: No one else can. Pure evil unleashed on earth.
1: Blood ties. Mondays. Yeah, that uh, again. That show was. um, It was based on some books, blood books from Tanya Huff. Uh, it was created by Peter Mohan, and it first showed in 2007. Only did last 22 episodes. Uh, it was filmed up in the Toronto, Ontario area. Uh, it, uh, it was pretty good, though. I liked it. Uh, the main character uh, was played by Christina Cox. Uh, I like that actress. She's really good, usually, and stuff. And uh, she was also on that space drama show from uh, not too long back uh, that was airing uh, called... Uh, Uh, what was that called? And now I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, Defying Gravity, yes. She was Jen on that show. So she's also on Blood Ties. So if you liked her on Defying Gravity, uh, check out Blood Ties. And I believe it's all on DVD too now. Uh, What's uh, next on the list? Yes, Moonlight, which I've talked about this TV series. This is not uh, very old at all. Maybe two years now. I think 2008, fall, it started. This uh, starred Alex O'Loughlin as... uh, uh, Mick Saint. John he was a detective and it also involved a romance with a reporter, uh, Beth and th- this is probably you know one of the more pretty intensely romantic, uh, although they all tend to be these days, but this one is, is pretty intense a little more adult again. but I, I like the show a lot. I think this show had a lot of potential and it got you know chopped off at the knees and only lasted a season. She again learns he's a vampire fairly early, uh, but here is a little bit of Moonlight. I think this is one of the early uh, promo trailers for the series. Ouch.
6: So we're talking vampires?
4: You know, some people actually find them attractive.
2: Really? Yeah. I want to go, go without a map, far away, away, I won't get trapped by the sound. Sun beats down in the heat of Los Angeles.
6: On the hunt with you is kind of fun. Yeah, it's a giant thrill ride that never ends.
2: You saved me. Didn't
3: exactly take Superman.
1: Yeah. So give uh, Moonlight a try sometime. A really good cast, strong cast and, and and a fun show, even though it only lasted a season. I know some people aren't interested maybe in seeing shows that never really got a chance to take off, but hey, Firefly is great and it was only a season and that's well worth watching. So use that as a comparison and not saying these are quite Firefly maybe, but uh, you know, they're different and, and I, I still enjoy them. Next, I think I want to slip in a comment here now, another one of our listener comments. This is from Kenny, and I know he likes some of this stuff as well. He sent in a comment uh, about some vampire stuff that he enjoys. So take it away, Kenny.
4: Hey, Rico, this is Kenny from California, also the host of Knights of the Guild podcast. Just sending in some quick comments about vampires. Uh, I never considered myself a huge vampire fan, but when I thought about it... You know, I I obviously I, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's one of my all-time favorite TV series. I, I really enjoyed Angel, its spinoff, and I enjoy movie. I enjoy vampire movies like uh, Interview with the Vampire and Dracula. Other things that I really uh, you know i I read and listened to on CD all of uh, the Anne Rice novels. So I guess you know I I never considered myself a fan of vampires, but I tend to be drawn to that uh, genre, and I and you know I'm I'm not really sure why. I know why I love Buffy. Buffy, you know, even though it's a show about vampires, it really isn't. It's about Buffy, the vampire slayer. And it's about her, her family, her friends. And it's written by Joss. I mean, you know, he he's so good at, at creating these characters that you just totally fall in love with after five minutes of meeting them. And I think that, that drew me more to that series. Same thing with Angel. I mean, Angel technically is a vampire. He just has a soul. But he's very human and he, you know, he's very caring and, and the story really isn't based on the fact that he's a vampire. It's more, you know, him trying to redeem his soul of all the horrible things he's done in the past. And again, I think that's why I enjoy that series. Now with the Anne Rice books, I mean, those are obviously vampire based and it's all about the vampires and I enjoy those too. God, it's really difficult to explain why i never really sat down to think why i enjoy these vampire movies um my, maybe it's the immortality you know it, i don't know that's a now i'm going to really think about why i enjoy these uh vampire movies but i do and uh, you know but uh i'm going to be really interested to hear your thoughts on vampires and why you chose this particular group of uh monsters demons whatever you want to call them uh for a podcast um i, I know you know Twilight. I've never read the books. I've never watched the movies, and I'm sure if I did, I would love them, just because they seem like they're my type of of uh, story. And I will see the movies eventually. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just, I, I'm trying to avoid it as much as I can, because I know once I do watch and read these things, I will become a huge uh, what they call them, Hard fans. So um, yeah, I'm just postponing that until that event. So I guess that would be one reason why you're doing the whole vampire thing, because vampires seem to be the end thing. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to hearing this podcast. Hope you're doing well and uh, take care. See ya.
1: Well, thanks very much, Kenny, for your comments uh, about uh, vampires and what you like about them. I knew you were a big Buffy fan, and I'm, I'm so glad you were able to send in some comments for the show today for this podcast Kenny's also been going through a lot of old podcasts lately catching up on things from weeks gone by and months and it's uh, it's great to kind of uh rethink about those shows that I've done and and that but uh yeah Kenny it's a good question about you know what you know what you're trying to say what what do you like so much and I guess I haven't said that too much yet so now is a good time I'm glad you brought it up uh a couple of things I think that make this stuff really appealing to me uh, probably the biggest one is is especially the more recent and more modern uh, takes on these things is they're kind of tragic and they're kind of romantic and love stories. And I've always been kind of a, a softy and a little bit of a, a sucker, a bloodsucker, get it? <laughs> for for that kind of a story, you know, like, you know, love two people that can't really be together. You know, I, I remember Beauty and the Beast, you know, that TV show for, on CBS in the late 80s or so. Uh, that, that show I love so much just because, and I think in a way it was sort of like this where, most of the time, you have these vampires who can't really be with their the human that they're in love with because of issues, and you know one's going to live forever and never age, and the other one's going to get older and, and that and, and and other other things. But a lot of them are very romantic, and and I like that, and that that's an appeal. I like, of course, some of the supernatural aspects to them. Uh, the this idea also of of being immortal. Uh, I think that would really alter the kind of person you are. I'm not really sure that they really delve into that as well as they could, perhaps. Uh, the next show, actually, that I'm going to talk about, I think they, they, they have dealt with it a little bit more than I've seen uh, in, in other uh, things, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, the idea that you could live forever, I mean, what, what kind of a person would that make you uh, and and is it a good thing or is it eventually maybe not such a good thing i I don't know and would you eventually long to not be alive anymore even if they are considered to be alive so there's a lot of different things about it i I, I like good storytelling I like good acting I like good writing and a lot of these I think really have those elements in them I, I think there are people that say you know oh it's it, it's 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 not good or whatever but I guess it's all a matter of opinion. Uh, if you pick up one of these books or watch one of these TV shows or movies, everyone has different tastes and different likes and dislikes. But I would not dismiss a lot of the things I'm talking about out of hand just because, oh, that's that silly vampire junk. I, I, I don't believe that at all. I, I believe it's good, uh, interesting writing and, and well done in in a number of ways. And for me, this kind of stuff is more interesting to watch than a typical drama or a a, a cop, you know, related, you know, just a simple Type of uh, real life, you could call it a TV show for the most part. I mean, I watch a few of those, but most of my entertainment, of course, that's why I would do this podcast, uh, usually is something outside of the norm. And uh, although vampires are becoming almost the norm these days, you know, they're everywhere. So uh, that, anyway, that's that's kind of my take and, and what appeals to me about some of this subject matter, Kenny, and, and for everyone else listening. So hopefully that gives you an idea. And it's, uh, you know, I, I like it. That's just, I guess, is, is the easy way to say it. The next uh, thing or the next part of this uh, show or uh, part of the show, next uh, TV show that I want to talk about is True Blood. True Blood uh, is... For me, one of the best vampire tales and stories and and TV series that has been done. Uh, I like Buffy, but in a way for different reasons. Like you said, Kenny, it's not just a show about vampires. I like that for the the drama and the writing and the acting a lot of times. But True Blood is really interesting to me because it's in this one, which is a little different than almost all of the rest of these that I've talked about today, the movies, the TV shows, but in True Blood, right from the get-go... Uh, these uh, vampires are out in the open. They, they have lived kind of in secret for a long time, but they are now known to the public. They, they, uh, they walk among us. They live among us. They have jobs. They do things. They, they run businesses. They run for office uh, politically. Uh, there's, it's really a different show because of that, and for a lot of other things, too, on the show. I think it's very well cast, very well acted, Great music, great look. Uh, it's got it, it's 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 set in uh, Louisiana. I, I, I love the South like that. I, I I love that kind of culture and element to this show that they they put into it. It's just fantastic. They've done three seasons on HBO. 12 episodes each so it's only 36 episodes and i think kenny's starting to get into it if i remember right he started to watch so uh let's play a one of the early trailers when the when the when this um show first started for true blood to give you just a little bit of a feel and a little taste for it Uh, but this uh is a great show and a very adult though i do have to say although this trailer is is safe, I think for public consumption and viewing and listening, but I will warn everyone when you do see the show, uh, do not watch this show around little kids. There is a lot of language. There is some nudity occasionally, a lot of violence, of course. So, um, that kind of stuff, just be warned. It is on HBO, and it's 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 on HBO for a reason. It would not be the same show on network TV. If they ever try to chop this show up and syndicate it somehow for regular TV, I, you, you just don't watch it. I, I I'm telling you right now, do not watch this show if they do that because it will not be at all the same show. Anyway, um, and and just with with you know keep keep in mind it, it is used to good effect. I, I don't think it's gratuitous. I think it just fits the show and it works for the show. So here's True Blood, a uh, uh, early trailer for the series.
5: We pay taxes. We deserve basic civil rights just like everyone else. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Doesn't your race have a rather sordid history of exploiting and feeding off innocent people? Show me documentation. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Now that the Japanese have perfected synthetic blood which satisfies all of our nutritional needs there is no reason for anyone to fear us. We just want to be part of mainstream society. A lot of Americans don't think you people deserve special rights. There's a reason things are the way they
2: are.
3: Yeah, it's called injustice.
2: Just one beer tonight, Jesus. One
3: beer—that's music. I feel like I'm trapped in some hillbilly's OxyContin nightmare. Man, I cannot wait to get the hell out of this podunk town.
5: Well, make sure you do, and before it's too late, because every year you wait, you just get more and more stuck here. Believe me, I know. She you know what I was thinking.
3: That's weird.
6: I guess y'all can catch up. Guess what happened tonight? You got a date? Um, no.
5: A vampire came into the bar. Did he bite anybody? I think he just
6: wanted some company.
5: You know how many people are having sex with vampires these days? You would be surprised people you know are not.
3: Gary, sometimes those people disappear.
5: A murder in Hong We're too small a town to be losing girls one after the other
3: like this. Well, why are you surprised? Now that we got ourselves a vampire.
6: You seriously think one man could do all this? He's not a
3: man. We have to moderate our behavior now that we are out in the open.
6: Apparently, there's a vampire bar in Treefort.
3: Fantasia.
6: Fantasia? He's setting up a date with a vampire. What do you have a death wish?
2: You look like vampire bait. So, are you saying you think I look
6: nice? All anyone's thinking about here is sex, sex, sex.
3: One needn't be telepathic to pick up on that.
6: I'll be fine.
3: The fact that you think you'll be fine only proves just how not fine you're gonna be.
2: Vampires think about one thing, and one thing only drinking your blood.
6: I think we need to stop seeing each other. <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah, that's just a it's just a great show Anna Paquin is in it Stephen Moyer they're of course married in real life they play the vampire Bill and Sookie Stackhouse uh, is Anna Paquin's character and they're Involved in the series and now in uh, in real life, too, married. Uh, so this is based on a series of novels by Charlene Harris uh, called The Southern Vampire Mysteries. I have to check those out. I want, I'd like to read some of those, see how they compare. I've actually started reading recently um, the first Terry Goodkind book, The Wizard's First Rule, which was the uh, book that they base the uh, legend of the Seeker on. I don't know. Maybe I mentioned that in last week's podcast. Maybe I did. But I'm loving that book, uh, and and it's interesting because it's it. There's a lot that's very similar to the Legend of the Seeker show. So I'd like to give these True Blood books, uh, the what they were based off of, uh, a little bit of a check. You know, check these out sometime too. Just so much stuff, good stuff out there to uh, to watch and, and and read and everything, and and just not enough time in the day and in your life. So. Uh, next, let's move on. But True Blood, check it out. I, I highly, highly recommend it. If you're only going to watch something, one new thing from everything I talk about on this week's podcast, this would be the show to watch. Especially if you enjoy uh, just a good adult drama and and just real interesting. Uh, but uh, again, keep in mind it is for adults. Really. Next, uh, we'll do one other TV show. This is a fairly recent one. It's in its second season right now. I, I think. Uh, uh, we've talked a little bit about it, Rob, I know, mentioned it, is um, The Vampire Diaries. This is on the CW network. Uh, it is airing currently in the States, at least on Thursday nights. And, and this is a great show. I, I'm really enjoying it. At first, when the first season was on, maybe till about halfway or so through the first season, I was kind of mixed on it. It seemed not all that strong, but the characters have really stepped up, or you know, at least... I don't call the acting, but the, the storytelling. Uh, you've got also, they brought in werewolves now and witches more and, and things like that. Uh, you also have uh, the great, I, I think the actor's name is Ian summerholder Is that how you say it? He was on Lost uh, in the early season. Uh, he is Damon on this show, on The Vampire Diaries, and he's fantastic. He is so good at playing this sort of gray, shades of gray kind of vampire where he's sort of. Does a lot of nasty things, but then he sort of, he sort of has a good heart too, in, in there, you know, it's not beating anymore, of course, because he's a vampire, right? <laughs> but it, it, this is a fun show. I I, I like it. Um, it is uh, very Twilight-like in terms of the the idea that there's this girl uh, in in high school, and she meets vampires, and things happen. Although I've heard that the books and the stories that this this series was based on were were done before the Twilight books, uh, so. Uh, take that uh twilight uh what who i'll have to look that up at the break because i'm going to talk about twilight next whoever wrote twilight stephanie meyer right stephanie meyer is uh behind that but i think vampire diaries was actually written first but there's a lot of real similarities between the two anyway here is a little bit of uh stuff from a trailer for uh the first season of uh, the vampire diaries
6: dear diary today will be different i will no longer be the girl who lost her parents I'll be someone
2: new, it's the only way I'll make it through. I predict this year is going to be kick-ass, and I predict all the sad and dark times are over and you are going to be beyond happy.
6: Everything I've kept buried inside came rushing to the surface, I'm simply not able to resist her. You okay? I'm Elena. I'm Stefan. I know.
2: Do you are yourself? Hmm? Did you hurt yourself? Oh! Jill, look at that.
3: That is not pretty. Are you okay? Really, it's nothing.
2: Anyway, Matt and I, uh, together, we just... I don't know, it wasn't, um... Passionate. No, it wasn't passionate. Jeremy! Ah! Somebody help! It's,
6: her neck. it's something better. She's losing
2: a lot of blood. You said you had it under control.
6: And I do. And it wasn't me.
2: Hello, brother. I promised you an eternity of misery. I'm just keeping my word. Stay away from Elena. I take
3: that as an invitation. Ah! Oh! Oh!
6: That it's just the beginning.
1: Yeah, so the Vampire Diaries, I've just pulled up here, this is based off a series of novels, like I said, L.J. Smith has written these uh, uh, books, uh, Set uh, first started the original trilogy of books, it was published in 1991. Uh, she wrote a trilogy then, and then eventually wrote a fourth volume. And she's writing another trilogy now, called *The Vampire Diaries: uh, the, Return, the Return*, which I think is out already. And then there's a new uh, book uh, that'll be out in March of 2011. So, lots of stories there. And and the TV series is fun. And like I said, the actors are really good in it. Uh, pretty much centers around Elena Elena Gilbert, who's a high school girl torn between these two vampire brothers. And uh, it, again, it, it sounds like it's maybe just targeted at a 14-year-old teenage girl, but I, I still find it fun and kind of uh, interesting to watch. So, and next, and not uh, you know, you know, saving it till the very end, but mostly trying to move this podcast like I do a lot of times when I do these big shows is try to move them sort of chronologically to a degree, although some things overlap, so you really can't go completely that way. Uh, next though, is the twilight, um, the movies. We're going to talk mostly about the movies. They have not read the, the books at all. Uh, the, uh, the books by Stephanie Meyer, right? Yeah. I'm pulling this up right now. Uh, these, uh, books, well, let's see. Hang on a second. I'm pulling up twilight is the time between uh, day and night. Uh, wait a second. All right, here we go. Okay, yeah, the first book, uh, Twilight, was originally uh, published in 2005 uh, in hardback, became a New York Times bestseller. And, of course, it has spawned uh, three other books following that. Uh, and they have done three of them so far in, in bo- or of the books they have done into movies. I've seen all the movies I, uh, that have been out so far. We have uh, Twilight and then New Moon and then Eclipse. And I actually just watched the most recent movie about a week ago, uh, pro- mostly to try to get ready for the podcast here. Now, uh, these, these vampires here are, are, are a bit different, uh, Edward in there, and it's a story between Edward and Bella, of course. And people who don't know even have not seen these, they've probably seen commercials and know enough about it. It's, you know, again, a high school girl who, who meets up with this vampire guy played by Robert Pattinson in the movie. Uh, and uh, Kristen Stewart is, is Bella. And, and they kind of fall in love and he's a vampire and of course that leads to problems and things. <laughs> but they're fun they're fun movies and, and I've really liked the, the way the movies have gone into exploring some of the vampire culture in a way. They, these vampires are not known though to the public unlike in True Blood. Again, they're kind of hidden from the public. And you also have Taylor Lautner in this, uh, who, who plays a werewolf uh, character. So they, they bring that in and they do some cool effects in these movies too. There's a lot of, especially in the most recent movie, there's, there's some big fights and going on and and I'm not going to give anything major away. Every, everything is, I figure if you can see it in a trailer, it's not really all that secret anymore. And all this stuff is pretty much obvious in the trailers. So, uh, but they're doing uh, uh, two more. I think the last book, Breaking Dawn, kind of like they have doing with uh, or did with Harry Potter, they're breaking that into two uh, movies. So uh, so anyway, Twilight. I, I like it. I, I may read the book sometime. Uh, I think it's enjoyable. I, it's not is to me is is interesting and as strong as something like True Blood or even Buffy was and those kinds of things. But it's it's okay for what it is. I, I, I still like it and uh, you know worth a couple hours to watch one of these movies. Yeah. Worth what, reading the book sometime? Maybe. Maybe perhaps. We'll see. But anyway, here is I think I'm gonna play now the trailer for the first movie in the Twilight series. So here we go with Twilight.
6: Possibly fast, and strong.
3: You gotta give me some answers.
2: I'd rather hear your theories.
6: I have considered radioactive spiders and kryptonite.
2: It's all superhero stuff, right? What if I'm not the hero? I what if I'm the bad guy?
6: I you know what you are. Your skin is pale, white, and ice-cool. You don't go out into the sunlight.
2: Say it out loud. Say it. Vampire. Are you afraid? No.
6: This isn't real. This kind of stuff just doesn't exist.
3: Doesn't my world? I just want to try one thing.
0: I don't know how long I've waited for
6: you. What is going on?
0: Security guard at the mill got killed by some kind of animal.
6: Ah. An animal.
0: Uh, my family—we're different from others of our kind.
2: You brought a snack.
6: What, now he's coming after me?
2: The hunt is his obsession. He's never gonna stop.
6: I'd rather die than to stay away from you.
2: He's got unparalleled senses. Absolutely lethal I'll do whatever it takes to make you safe again.
6: You're faster than the others.
2: But not stronger. I'm strong
6: enough to kill you. You are my life now.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I like I said, Twilight's a lot of fun. I, I really, really do enjoy the way they film these these movies and, and the setting and the mountains and the forest that they use. It, it looks very... Uh, well, they, they, you know, they're not just doing this on the streets of LA or whatever. It, it, it's it's nice to see that type of a film filmed in those areas, and I, I know that's where the uh, the books are supposed to take place. I think so that that works. You know, they didn't try to fake it and do it somewhere else. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's all up to you. I'm kind of winding things down on the whole vampire topic here. I think I've played everything that I wanted to play clip-wise, and I think I've also covered uh, all, and slipped in all the listener comments that I had for the week. So, uh, it, you know, it's a huge subject. I, I glossed over. I didn't talk about Blade at all, for example, the Blade movies with Wesley Snipes. I think those are fun. Those, to me, aren't so much about—they don't— the reason I think I kind of left those out is it's Blade is hunting vampires. The vampires are pretty much bad. And I kind of kept this more on to the, I guess, guess the good vampires, a lot of it is, although I slipped in some other things that aren't. But, uh, you know, Underworld I didn't cover as much. And those are two, you know, I've seen all those films too. They're fun. But uh, there's always stuff that you need to kind of include and not include when you do a big subject like this. So, (laughs) Anyway, I don't know why I picked vampires again. It's it's too big. I probably should have just you know said vampires on TV or vampires in movies. But yeah, well, I think I get did a pretty good shot. What do you guys think? Think I did a good shot? I hope I I hope I did. <laughs> We're just gonna wind it out here and uh, wind it out, wind it down, whatever, whatever. Okay, because I want to edit this up so I can get back into playing World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Oh my gosh, that's, it's a lot of fun. I, I haven't had that much time to get into it yet. The, the expansion came out this past week. I've played, oh, I don't know, two hours of it, three hours worth so far. But I want to try to get a little bit more in today when it's still the weekend. So uh, you can make worgens in there, which are like werewolves. So that sort of fits into the topic today a little bit, doesn't it? So anyway, uh, coming up on the podcast, a couple things. One, next weekend you're going to have a guest podcast about the series Chuck, With a a couple of new guest hosts, Tim and Dan uh, from the forums are going to take you through that TV series and talk all about Chuck, which is a great show. I'm really looking forward to what you guys have to say about it. And that will be on next week's podcast. In two weeks will be sort of the post-Christmas podcast. I I wanted to warn people that is December, what is it, the 26th. I have some plans, uh, family plans kind of on that day. Well, not kind of. I do have family plans that day with my family back in Michigan. So we may be pushing that podcast to like the 27th, but I think you guys will be okay with that and forgive me considering it is the Christmas holiday. But I will do something that weekend. It's going to be kind of a casual show. I it may even be a video cast depending on what what I can pull together. So uh, and, and you can always check the schedule. I always try to keep the schedule updated on the main website and on the forums. So join the forums, donate to the podcast, all that good stuff over at dot ficom You can learn about it. Send in suggestions. I'm always looking for, you know, we're starting 2011 in a couple of weeks. So if you guys have suggestions for upcoming podcasts, particular Trek episodes or other subjects I may not have covered yet, uh, please send those in, treksf at gmail.com. As a little teaser along those lines, I have a new idea to do uh, a a, a podcast once in a while, maybe once every couple of months about uh, picking out a particular year say, for example, 1983, and kind of doing a look back at the year in sci-fi and fantasy for that year, like in in books, movies, television, mostly probably movies and TV, maybe a little bit about books, you know, just kind of what's going on, you know, picking out a few different years from the past and and kind of doing a nostalgia show, uh, sort of. Uh, So that'll be coming up in 2011. Anyway, I'm going to take us out uh, of this uh, podcast this week with the changing completely from the whole vampire, blood-sucking, undead uh, type of show to uh, Christmas. And we're going to play another one of uh, uh, Rick Moyer's Trekmas songs that you can find over at his website. Just go over to Christ Rocks. I think they're all up there now, ChristRocks.com. And then just, he's got links there, so you'll find it. Anyway, here is one of Rick's songs. And everyone, I won't talk to you again because we're having a guest show next week. And I will be doing just a show right after Christmas. So everyone, have a happy holiday. I hope you have a great time. Be with friends, family, your you know loved ones, whoever your vampires. <laughs> you know, have a good time, everyone. Have a great holiday, and I will be talking to you again just after Christmas. And I I hope everyone stays healthy, warm and well during the holidays it gets a little crazy you know try to just take it easy enjoy the little things you know make some cookies with somebody or or you know take take a friend out to lunch or whatever you know do stuff like that that's the kind of stuff that this uh... i think we get a little worked up and oh, i gotta run over here and buy the latest you know dolly for whoever and buy this toy for that and do that for this but you know just sit back and enjoy being uh... with people that you care about uh, Oh, i'm gonna get all misty now but I know that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is being at home for like about 10 whole days back in Michigan with my family. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this podcast this week. I know it was a, a lot to cover. I feel like I was racing through it, but uh, I, it was fun. I always have fun doing it. So take care, everybody. And uh, thanks, Rick, for this song. Here's some Merry Trickma- trek <laughs> Oh, I need tea and I need to stop. Merry Trekmas, everyone.
2: Captain Kirk, he orders open fire Picard, he reasons with his foes Benjamin in his starfleet attire and archer first to boldly go everybody knows that Janeway on the Voyager Flies her ship and does it right All the crews with their pips in a row Won't find it hard to serve tonight They know is somewhere and if they get the coordinates down it's right out there and every officer is gonna try to see if shuttlecrafts really can operate and fly and so I'm offering a simple phrase to geeks from one to ninety two. It's been said many times, in many ways, Mary Trekman. right. All the crews with their pips in a row won't find it hard to serve tonight. They know that life exists somewhere coordinates down. It's right out there. And every officer is gonna try to see if shuttlecrafts really can operate and fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase